if you work really hard at the beginning of your career uh, and you get a little bit better at what you do every day, every week, every year, there's a compound effect. And it's far better to put that time in at the beginning of your career uh, than at the end. Because if you do it at the beginning, you get to benefit from it for the rest of the time you work. Working hard early in your career to get the leverage and the compounding effects is underrated and one of the most valuable pieces of advice that I never got. You know, the beginning of your career, I, I think in terms of setting the trajectory that the rest of your career follows, is the most valuable time. And so obviously you don't want to work all the time. But I do think you want to look for the intersection of what you're good at, what you enjoy, and, and what, where you can create value for the world. And in my experience, if you don't find some of the intersection of those three, it's hard to really have an impact. So I think it's really good when people think about what they're good at, what they like, and, and kind of how they can create value for the world. Uh, sometimes you actually have to just try stuff to figure out what you like. But I really do think it is worth upfront thought about what you're going to spend most of your waking time doing. Well, I don't think I work as hard as a lot of people. I think I do work pretty hard. Um, but I, I'd say it's really, I think it's compound interest is a good metaphor here. If you work really hard at the beginning of your career uh, and you get a little bit better at what you do every day, every week, every year, and you learn more and you meet more people and you, you just get more done, um, there's a compound effect. And it's far better to put that time in at the beginning of your career uh, than at the end. Because if you do it at the beginning, you get to benefit from it uh, you know, for the rest of the time you work. So another thing that I have learned is that um, whenever I've helped people for, for no immediate benefit uh, and with no intention of ever getting a benefit at all, uh, time and again in my career, it has really later benefited me a lot. So I think uh, you at some point often get to a point in your career where you're, you're limited by how many good people you know. And, and how many of those you can work with or get to do things that uh, uh, together. So find, just helping a lot of people and spending a lot of time with a lot of people uh, has benefited me, you know, years after I've really helped someone for no reason, I get to invest in their startup and it goes on to be a huge success uh, or we're able to like work on OpenAI together, any number of things. Um, I think just trying to help a lot of people and out of that scene who is really impressive and who gets things done uh, is helpful. And one thing I always try to do is like, meet every person I had time for, go to everything I could, um, and just like spend a little bit more time trying to learn and get better at what I did, what I do. And I think, so obviously you don't want to work all the time, but I do think you want to work harder than most people think you should. And I think that if you do that, uh, you tend to benefit from it later. Life is super unfair. Sometimes you also just get unlucky. Uh, and, and so all you can do is kind of maximize chances there. But I do think that the beginning of your career in terms of setting the trajectory that the rest of your career follows is the most valuable time. The way things get done in the world are through a combination of focus and personal connection. And the additional point I would make uh, after having thought about it for a while is that the third factor is self-belief. You really have to have a deep-seated personal conviction that this thing you're going to do that a lot of people say is really stupid is going to work and going to be important. But I think those three things, focus, personal connections and self-belief um, in my experience are, are how things get done in the world. That is really valuable. Um, the Knowing when to quit and knowing when to give up on something is, there's no perfect answer to that, uh, but it's really challenging to even get that approximately correct. I think most people give up on things way too early. So the mistake that most people make is they try something it does not immediately work. You see this particularly in young entrepreneurs. 
it does not immediately work. After seven weeks, they say, you know what, I tried this thing, it's just not meant to be, and I have too many other projects, and so they immediately give up. And you kind of, you know, the satirical version of this is people that are 23 and have started 14 startups, um, because they give up on everyone before it could ever possibly be successful. These things are really hard. Um, they take a very long time. There are a lot of critics. There are a lot of people who say this thing sucks. It's going to fail. It's really stupid. Most of the founders that I have spent a lot of time with that have gone on to be super successful spent a very long time on their idea uh, when a lot of other people would have given up. And either people said it sucks or people said nothing at all. A framework that I have for when to give up and when to keep working is it should be an internal, not an external decision. Um, if people aren't using it or if people are saying it's bad, that alone is not a reason to give up. You want to pay some attention to that. They might be right. Um, but I think the best entrepreneurs I know, uh, they make an internal decision about when to give up or when to keep working on something. Uh, it's basically when you have run out of ideas and something is not working, then it's a good time to stop. Yeah, I think if you don't actually believe what you're doing, it's really important. If you don't derive satisfaction from what you're doing, then you will not be able to sustain all of the bad things that happen in the incredibly long period of time. And so the, the only motivation that I have seen work for people uh, over a long period of time is enjoyment in what they're doing and an intense belief that it matters, and ideally liking the people that they go to work with every day. Uh, and so when you look at really successful people and say, how do they get all those things done? It's they have the benefit of momentum and momentum is energizing. And the lack of momentum is really not energizing. So if you really believe in something, if there's an idea that you're super passionate about, um, you know, and you take a calculated risk to start a company, realizing you may forgo a couple of years of steady income in another job um, and whatever else, uh, and you know, maybe people call you a failure or whatever, um, that's a great risk to take. And if you don't take that risk, I think, you have a very high chance that you end up regretting that. Uh, yeah, I think people have terrible risk calculus in general. Um, even people who try to be really good about this are bad at it. Uh, the answer, I think, is almost always, uh, A, you're wrong about what is risky and what is not risky, and B, uh, most people don't take enough risk. Especially early in your career. Being un young and unknown and poor, um, that is actually a great gift in terms of the amount of risk you can take. Um, and I think people don't capitalize on that enough. Uh, I think what risk actually looks like is not doing something that you will then spend the rest of your life uh, regretting. And there's a quote, you know, people regret way more the things they didn't do than things that they did do. I think the wrong kind of risk to take is where people don't actually do things or don't commit to something because they don't want to fail. And they overrate the risk of failure and the reputation damage or embarrassment or whatever. Um, I think one really important thing to strive for uh, in, in your career is to be a doer, not a talker. And th the reason that people don't do stuff, one is it's hard and two is it's risky. Uh, and I think it's this combination of work and risk. And it's, you know, I think that's really bad. I think history belongs to the doers. And I think you should take a risk, actually do something. Don't just sit around and talk and organize and bring together groups and go to thought leadership conferences and whatever it is these people spend their time on other than actually building something um, and just take the risk of committing to what you this was one of the 
other things I learned um, that I wish I had gotten advice on early in my career uh, is ask for what you want. Um, you will get told no a lot, but sometimes it will work. People don't want to fail. Um, they don't want to be told no. Uh, they don't want to end up in some crisis. And they're just not aggressive enough. Uh, and I think you being willing to ask what you want and, and be somewhat aggressive are really important characteristics of being an entrepreneur. There are a lot of things that really go wrong and they feel like company killing events and they feel like there's no way you're going to survive um, because the crises are really bad. And the thing you learn is that you generally do survive these um, and, and that the world doesn't usually end. And even if in the moment something happens, you have no idea how you're going to get around it, um, you eventually figure out a way. And I, I won't even say I wish someone told me this one because I don't think it's a lesson anyone can teach you. You have to just live through it. Is that each crisis gets less scary than the one before it. And, and because of that, uh, you know, on the 19th major crisis, you're like, well, I survived the first 18. I'll probably get through this one. Right. And you kind of just do. Because I think the whole idea is that people need to figure out themselves what they believe in and what they think and what they believe is high impact to work on for the future. Um, so what I will say instead is really important to actually think hard about where you think you can make the biggest contribution that you're good at and the world needs and that you enjoy. And uh, then go meet people to work with. Go learn as much about that field as you can. And then have the the courage of your convictions to actually take a risk and focus on it and, and go do something there. Um, and that it's okay if you fail. And if you do fail, you'll not be in much different of a place than you are today. And you can go try the next thing. But it, it, I think really important to be willing to go take a risk and make some amount of sacrifice to be able to try to impact the world in, in some way that, that you really care about. I think the sooner you get to work on that, the better you'll, you'll be. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.